Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. I'm Alex. And I'm Britton. Uh, and Tyler, I looks like you got some ectoplasm in the old passages. Uh, he's been beset upon by a spooky specter uh, uh-huh. of sniffles and susurrations. Yeah. Tyler's last, sick, everybody. Last week, the spirit showed up and tried messing with his Wi-Fi, and now they're going straight <laughs> for his sinuses. <laughs> we'll take him down in the two places he's most vulnerable. See, you can't, we did, the, you, you're, you're, that's an insult to my smooth editing. That you wouldn't be the, the the listener would not even know that there was uh, Wi-Fi impacted. How dare you accuse? Wow, Alex! <laughs> Way to part the kimono on our episode. That, that uh, they would know that uh, my Skype cut out for like a Look, solid twenty minutes. Uh, it's not going to happen tonight. As we all know, I go back and listen to every episode and take notes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're recording late because Alex had to ream us all like a JV coach. Yes. <laughs> Alex, Alex might forgive, but he never forgets. Um, happy o- Happy October, everybody! It is yeah. the month where everybody gets scared. Um, but I get a year older, so it's, it's fun, Loki season two week. Loki season two week. Should be Watch up. him hang uh, out in old coats with Kiwi yeah. Kwan. I don't know that we've ever said anything about Loki. Maybe I, I probably mentioned that it was like fun, I guess, or Loki season one back when it came out. Frog. I don't know. These are the times frog. we live in. Um, <laughs> A lot of content. We're talking about the Evil Dead 2. Possibly colon Dead by Dawn? No, it's just Evil Dead 2. Dead by Dawn is the tagline. <laughs> Not a subtitle. Leave Leave some doubt, you know? Evil dies tonight. That's all I know. That's that's literally. <laughs> I do forget. Evil Dead Two from 1987, directed by Sam Raimi. It has an 88 percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 89 percent audience score. Mm, a real movie for the people and not those snooty critics. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's it's big and goopy and chunky and crunchy. It's <laughs> good descriptors. Um, so y'all had not seen Evil Dead Two prior to this, or Alex, you've no. seen a little bit of it. I watched the first twenty minutes about ten years ago and turned it off and never came back. <laughs> but are you aren't you glad you did the whole thing now? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> I had seen this uh, a long time ago as well, and coming back to it, I, I, I did like. I didn't like it as much as I thought I did, or thought I would, but I did still like it. It does I, still have two things that I really like in it. it. This one's interesting. I, I mean, I, I did like it overall. I, I think I probably came out liking the first one more, but this one, sure. But I mean, I was also very high on the first one, but this one, like, the. I mean, this is. It's interesting because this is basically the aliens to the evil sure. dead's alien, um, <laughs> and I am a massive fan of the aliens. And this, maybe that's just that's a Ridley Scott problem. That's that's my personal beef with Ridley Scott, and we can take that up elsewhere. But you 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 shouldn't you shouldn't set that up. Napoleon's going to be your movie of the year. I mean, <laughs> I can't wait. Um, 
His will be Napoleon. Mine will be Wicked Part One. And Alex's, I guess, will be Expendables. Uh, yeah. yeah, but you like those movies, so it's, you got to do something that's <laughs> that goes against you. So it's got to be like I don't know something foreign. <laughs> Whatever Celine Shayama just made, that'll be that. Yes, because anyway. as because as we all know, I I automatically just hate foreign films. That's Let true. me go. What did I get? Three colors blue again. <laughs> what about three colors white? Hmm? Yeah, none of on. us like that. Touche, sir. <laughs> we're not on. We're not on the stand here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched Four Hundred Blows. I got a pass. That's <laughs> true. You did watch Four Hundred Blows. That you did. It's my great. favorite movie. One of my favorite movies is Four Hundred Blows. <laughs> Yeah, um, one of my I, favorite movies that I've never seen is yeah. 400 Blows. Yeah, it's got the bumper sticker and everything. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, don't, I haven't even seen a recent Ridley Scott. I haven't seen a Ridley Scott movie since Unhinged. Um, <laughs> 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 I don't know what. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Kick it into his head. Do whatever. Um, I, I, I've come very close a couple of times to doing a full on spit take on this podcast that I, that was almost there. I thought you were going to say I've come a couple of times to this is watching unhinged. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's like every day. That's that's when you, you oh, wake man. up and you have two choices, either get out of bed or turn on unhinged. Right. My, I, um, yeah, my new proposal slash, uh, universal truth is that. Um, any modern Russell Crowe movies are canonically also Ridley Scott movies, so be aware of that. And the and vice versa, and vice versa. I don't know if Russell Crowe is in Napoleon, but um, God, if he is, it's going to be a better movie for him. He, I'm spiritually, you. he will be there. He's um, going to show up and be like, ah, "Napoleon, how could you do this?" Yeah. He's like the cook who's all mad at him. Yeah, you wage war why, instead of eating my wonderful petit four. What but are you he, doing, huh? He is the only one attempting a French accent. Only <laughs> Literally French accent. everyone else is he's going the other way. And he's so mad that he's not enjoying his like uh uh marmalade, whatever they make in France. Um <laughs> and Napoleon's like, I can't do it. I have to go fight the English or whatever. I don't want to go to Elba. I'm gonna go hit Vanessa Kirby because I'm an actor. And then uh I like he's that like, Napoleon is angry Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Uh, never um, seen them in a room together i don't know how we got down this path point is <laughs> evil dead 2 evil dead 2 uh, i i, I th- it I, is yes well i was just gonna say it it's interesting because i feel like this is definitely the one that i mean it goes more over the top it's more kind of self-aware not that the first one's not like i don't think there's anything in the first one that like you could point out that Sam Raimi wouldn't know how that's coming across. Like, I think he knows the tone of the movie pretty well, yeah. like what he's kind of going for. But this one is like, obviously parody. There's, there's stuff we'll get into. And the finale is really crazy and over the top. Um, like, it's just a bigger, it's, it is like the, the big, crazy sort of Hollywood eyes, but also definitely like kind of making yeah. fun of some of those ideas um, version of this. But I, I think I, I don't think it, it, it all lands until maybe the very end. I don't think it all lands quite as well for me as like the overall package that the first one did. So I'll be curious to get into it. I, I like it. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot of crazy great stuff in here. I, I think that this is a movie that honestly kind of like Unhinged maybe works better watching it with a group of like-minded people. Sure. Because if, watching it on my own, and I, I definitely liked it, but I feel like this one, it got a little 
samey after a while, which is also what I call yeah. Sam Raimi. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it got a little, Raimi. it got a little repetitive. Uh, it, you know what I mean? And yeah. I would have liked a little more diversity in the kinds of things. That said, when it does do something different, oh, grandma, it is a good time. There are some great effects. There are some very intentionally stupid effects. Um, I was a little iffy about the opening, and then I was like, mm. "Never mind, this is fun." I, <laughs> this is them being like, "We literally don't we we don't have access to footage from the first movie. Let's just make a Cliff Notes version of it and cut everything out and just but do it's, it fast." It's I, I really like that. I I have some. I want to get into that like yeah. a conversation about how they pick up the the what should we call it pick up the trail i guess from the first one um but the first f- five or ten minutes maybe ten minutes of the movie is in a like 40 serial style yeah <laughs> like a like an old-timey like everything's very like it, the wide shots are very far away and like clearly miniatures and like yeah there's a lot of like very basic like setup of the camera and like the music is played in a certain way um and everyone kind of like has a certain performance to it it is and it's like a retelling of the first movie basically just super super streamlined um and that is that is a lot of fun i do like that approach. Yeah. i Where guess i can do what, the synopsis tell us tell us what happened because i don't, I don't want to i don't want to talk about it tell us what happened in your best napoleon <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I've already can done we, Mark Zuckerberg on this show. I don't know. What else I can, do. can we? Okay. Here. Can we do Napoleon for the podcast just so we can do a two-parter? We'll watch Master and Commander after that. Okay. I believe there's also a Napoleon starring. <sighs> there is a, there is another Napoleon movie that like Cole I think was... Sprouse. Cole Sprouse. <laughs> It's a tie-in to Riverdale. <laughs> uh, oh wow! Oh wow! Oh, Who's, who plays Napoleon in it? I cannot remember. There's a I... bunch of these ones. Depictions oh, of there's... Napoleon on film. Wikipedia. <laughs> Go. Um. Good night. We've... Now, <laughs> do we think? A... Do we I've introduced think... a rogue element into this podcast? Do we think <laughs> it's the film? Are you thinking Tyler of the film Sexy Susan Sins Again? No. Okay. All right. What about I Due Sanculotti? I believe it was called Napoleon. Ah. <laughs> okay. Are you thinking of Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or Napoleon from 51? That's who I was thinking of. No, there's a... Renato Raskel. Is it Ian Holm? <laughs> Oh, are you thinking home? of... Okay, I think I got it. This is The Emperor's New Clothes. It's not called Napoleon. Okay. A 2001 okay. historical drama film directed by Alan Taylor. Tyler, you're That best is friend. why I am aware of it. Yes, yes. Starring Ian Holm, um, who had also played him in Time Bandits and Napoleon and Love. There you go. So, yeah. Alan Taylor, three Napoleon of... Movies. Uh, yes, uh, Napoleon Love, yeah. a, a spiritual successor, successor to a Shakespeare in Love. Correct. Yeah. Um, anyway, the Evil Dead Part 2, or the Evil Dead 2 synopsis reads thus, The second of three films in the Evil Dead series is part horror, part comedy, with Ash Williams once again battling horrifying demons at a secluded cabin in the woods. After discovering an audio tape 
left by a college professor that contains voices reading from the Book of the Dead, Ash's girlfriend Linda becomes possessed by evil spirits that are awakened by the voices on the tape. Ash soon discovers there is no escaping the woods. That's the first part of the movie. And that's all the synopsis covers. Yeah. The thing about this movie, uh, there's a lot of things about this movie, and I'll go ahead and say it now so, Alex, you don't even have to strain your soapbox under your, your heavy, heavy feet. <laughs> um, they get I, heavier by the day. <laughs> by the day because of my big shoes that I can't take <laughs> off. Um, I... <laughs> I, I don't think we've ever gone off the rails quite this quickly before. <laughs> Who knew? was badly <laughs> we'll, all, we'll all be podcast by dawn no but the the, the film is <laughs> very I, I would say this movie is even lighter on character than the first movie um i think it's richer <laughs> on personality in some ways i don't know that the other characters outside of ash are as well actually maybe that's not true because those two uh sort of redneck characters they are very specific yeah you know, in a pretty delightful way i think this movie is Something that, because I think the first time I watched it was with people who'd seen it and people wanted to see it. And so there is a lot of like, oh, now that's happening. Oh my gosh, look at that. Um, And the high points of this movie for me are very, very high. It's just like effects, bonanza, practical effects that I just love to look at. Um, Bruce Campbell being delightful. He fights his own hand for about 20 minutes. <laughs> It's so he's so over the top and leaning into it. It's so much fun. So now everyone, that's why he does the thing and hitting himself in Doctor Strange. Now yeah, you know. we close the loop. It's Evil Dead too, um, and I love him. But uh, but then it, it can also very easily just sift into demon stuff, kind of the stuff from the first movie over and over again. Yeah, I, I think uh, it it definitely flips from the first one. I think I said specifically in the first or the, the review of the last one that like that one feels like one that you it's almost you kind of just want to watch it by yourself like it's more of a sort of cozy horror movie i guess like it's it's something that i feel like there's enough weirdness going on that it's almost like you you want to just have that reaction by yourself and like gauge it where this one is more over the top fun there's there's moments that i'm sure were crowd pleasing if you watched it at the time in, in theaters like maybe depending on the audience but um it is it is more kind of bombastic and fun and all over the place um i don't even know where to get it's it i think the structure is a good place to start because there this is a movie that i don't know that i've ever had this problem with a movie we've done for the podcast we, we've had a lot of movies where the movies are two and a half hours and we're dragging along and it's, you know, we'll, we'll talk about when we get together to do the podcast, we'll talk about how we got 45 minutes in and we were like, Oh yeah. my gosh, I checked the time. There's still another hour and change. This movie is too long. What is going on? <laughs> like that happens to us so often. I don't know that there's been a lot of movies where I've been like, okay, great. All the setup is fine. When's the movie going to happen? Like I'm, I'm, I really want to get into everything. Like I want to, you know, there's, there's gotta be more going on here. Um, and this like halfway through the movie, I was kind of like, I'm kind of waiting for, I, I think my biggest thing that I am curious if it would have helped me if I had known beforehand, I did not realize that it still was pretty much all at the cabin. I kind of thought, uh, this, we'll, we'll have to get into that with my, uh, awareness of army of darkness and like 
how that connects because i think i had sort of in my head sketched out like okay army of darkness is going to be a bunch of demons doing something like they all get out or something i don't know something yeah. something weird is going to happen there so we all the evil that two is probably going to be like bigger it's probably going to be like they go somewhere he gets away from the cabin and then more stuff happens yeah like he goes back to demons society in an apartment and, building or something yeah what happens when they go when he goes to a small town and demons attack? like right. it's, i i kind of had sketched that out just in my head of like that's probably what it's going to be right um and instead it is still all at the same cabin um they pretty faithfully reconstruct the cabin the cat i think it looks different from the outside but like the inside is, is all very similar um it's a little more over the top uh there's it's much more like, obviously a set yeah yeah um there's like crazy wood uh hammered up over all the windows and like these massive like piles of boards um and so i i think that threw me off a little bit i was kind of expecting it to break out more um and i feel like that mixes things up because it is like we end up we retell the first movie except we cut out all the other characters except for ash and linda um and then we get to that's like 10 or 15 minutes to kind of catch us up to speed there's a, a jump where i like where we we do jump to somewhere completely different and there's like an airport where the daughter of the professor who read the necronomicon i keep calling it the necronomicon did they actually call it the necronomicon at any point they do. Just I think they do. okay cool i think they call it that in the opening narration of this one i don't think it's okay. ever called that okay. in the first film sure um but they th then we get like a split thing where like yeah ash is fighting with his hand it's kind of like wandering around the uh cabin um and then everyone else comes and there's a i like the collision where uh ash shoots i forget the the redneck woman's name oh bobby joe bobby joe yeah because I, I was like how can i forget this because the guy just <laughs> keeps screaming it into the, into the woods uh yeah. multiple times um but he shoots her in the shoulder accidentally because he hears a knock on the door and that's kind of where their paths converge and then from there it is kind of just the same thing for a while as the first one just different characters kind of some different scares and different ideas um and then we get to the last like it's really in the last like 15 minutes maybe maybe 20 that like the the big final act that sort of turns everything on its head happens um and so it's it doesn't ever i feel like it never gets into a groove i think that might be sure. one of my bigger problems with it is like the rhythm and the structure does not feel quite right yeah, I, I think that originally Raimi, his, his, what he wanted the sequel to be is the premise that ends up being Army of Darkness. Um, um, I don't know if he wanted Ash specifically to be an Army of Darkness, but he sure. wanted to do the medieval stuff. And then the studio was like, eh, no, it needs to be more like the first one. Um, and it's interesting because I think that the first one, whatever, whether you consider it scary or whatever, I, I think the, the jarring element of the first one is these are normal people in a normal space that then gets distorted and contorted by this otherworldly presence. Cause that's what a lot of horror is, right? It's, it's the disruption of normalcy and the known thing. You think it's just a person, but it's actually a murderer or it, it you know, it, they turn into a werewolf or, or there's a murder in a quaint town or what have you, Haddonfield, et cetera. And I think that in that one, it, it works because those demons are out of place aesthetically and tonally from 
the way the uh, the the aesthetic of the the cabin looks. Whereas in this one, everything is campy. Everything is like the cabin looks campy, even for just being a cabin. The performances are campier. Everything is just more up. And so when the demon show up, it's still an escalation, but it's not as jarring. It's more because this is this movie is more intentionally silly and more intentionally yeah. comedic. But which is obviously isn't going to work for everybody. But I, I think that this one didn't. Again, I still whether it's scary is not really the, even the right word for me for the first one. But that disturbing quality of like, oh, you've presented me something familiar and then stabbed it through it through with something otherworldly and and disruptive here it's like you took a you took a campy version of a cabin and then it's a campy demon attacking it and so it doesn't, and it doesn't have that thing it also though has a giant monster with like eyes that's like slowly pulling ash through a window at the end that creature looks amazing i think that is such a great looking thing such a great looking monster um greg nicotero worked on the makeup yep. for this and he does walking I was gonna dead say, stuff the yeah Super the practical talented. effects um are Come still all right there tremendous um uh, uh uh somebody totally hits a demon head uh, hits a demon on the head so hard their eye pops out and then it flies into bobby joe's mouth and she <laughs> swallows it that does happen nuts uh and i love i just love watching bruce campbell ham it up and use those eyebrows and use that chin and just go for it he is leaning in alexia looks sad are you worried about tyler he seems he's okay he's podcasting <laughs> <laughs> you know, you say that, and then then he does that. You know, what what, what do I make of that? I don't know. What do you make of the movie? <laughs> I didn't like it very Play much. Play with us. <laughs> uh, to, to be honest, How I was mostly stick. <laughs> I was mostly bored by the movie. I basically liked some of Bruce Campbell's performance, and then I liked the the big crazy ending, and that was about it. Um, Are I you just it... jealous because you wanted to save Bobby Joe? <laughs> I, I literally kept shouting her name at the screen. <laughs> I was like, she's not listening to this guy. Maybe she'll listen to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ditch the zero. Get with the hero. Her, her leaving was a cry for help. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and I, I do think I watched it under not the best conditions. I, I do agree watching this in a group setting is probably ideal. Just, you know, B-movie feel. It's probably, yeah. a, probably the best way to go. But then also... Um, I was uh, fairly light on sleep, I'll say, and I, I did start dozing right. off in the last half hour of this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, but I was already like, I was not with it, so I didn't really care. <laughs> um, but like the first one, I, I think, worked well enough for me um, just in terms of like the very small budget nature of it. Um, I think the fact that this one does feel a lot more artificial um kind of hurts it a little bit i mean the special effects are all still great but like there's a lot of really impressive kind of bits and set pieces in the film um but i feel like there's a quaintness and a charm to just how cheap that first one feels yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's lost a little bit here um and tyler i totally agree i feel like the pacing is all off with this movie and it feels like it's 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 just repeating the first one like over and over again. And if they had revealed like at the end that it was actually like a weird time loop that Ash was caught in, I'd have been like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I think that's that also like, I think I, I kept like piling on expectations at, even as the movie was going on. I was kind of like, all right, so where is this going to go? And I kind of had that thought of 
Like, okay, so it's a retelling of the first one. Maybe that means that he's going to learn that this has happened before. And that's not... The movie really is just kind of like... I don't know. It's weird because it does the sort of uh, old old style retelling in, in like a classic horror movie fashion. And then it kind of blends that where when we cut when ash uh we we catch up to ash hurtling through the air after the demon hits him and then he he lands he has this great like horrifying zombie face that blisters because the sun is up and then he turns back into regular ash and he's like what um the the at that point there's still a couple things that kind of like go back over and contradict what happened to the first one like i think he finds more shotgun shells at some point. Um, the I feel like the house looks different at times. I, there, there's a couple different things where like... I think the shotgun's goes, even different. I think it's a double barrel in this one and it's it not is. in the first film. Like there's just oh, yeah. small little continuity uh, things all over the place like that. And it's and I don't think that's not... I don't think that's like, oh, they weren't paying attention or they missed it. I think it's, it's a weird choice to me because it's like they kind of want to revisit and redo some of that stuff, but not wholesale throw it out it's, it's like f- half remake half reboot yeah i feel like it would be easier just to be like i i get why they did it that way because i'm sure that the concern was people are not going to know the first one people are not gonna like not enough people saw the first one that then you're going to be able to turn around and say like here's the second one uh-huh. you know like remember that movie you remember everything about it right yep catch catch right back up this is all gonna be fine for you to jump back into uh, so i get the the appeal of the idea of doing it that way but it didn't. It didn't quite click for me because I kind of kept waiting for it to really pull away and become its own thing. Yeah, I I really don't like how this movie opens. I I don't like the the semi reboot remake kind of nature of it at all. That didn't work for me. I think a simple title crawl that just like summarizes what happens in the first movie, and then you start with the redo of the ending shot of the spirit flying around the yeah. woods and going through the house, and then. The extended shot of okay, now we see what happens to Ash after the, the yeah. he gets possessed. Because I feel like that's how I would have I, I, that's how I would have started the movie. I would have not have redone. Okay, so Linda and Ash go to the cabin, but it's just the two of them, and the circumstances are different. I, I, that all didn't really work for me, and it, it doesn't help when ultimately I like the first movie more than this one. So the fact that this one is like, no, we're just gonna sweep a lot of that the stuff that happened in that movie under the rug just just forget about it yeah. I, mean, I don't that, think that, he was doing it out of like i don't think he's trying to be like no i, I don't think they're, it, it's not it's not like malicious about it or anything yeah. and i i totally get like if they didn't have the rights to do it but they wanted to make a sequel like yeah your arms are kind of tied but like i, I said just just have an a title crawl that gets yeah. you through most of that the there's a photo of the original linda on a desk that I think is supposed to be kind of implied to be maybe now that's supposed to be like Annie's mother. Um, that I was really hoping would be more because like that, that had me thinking like, Oh, is Ash going to like go become the professor? Like what's going to go on here? Like I, and it, I think it really is just like a little Easter egg, but like clearly that, yeah, there's still like attention and care put towards that. I think there is something that harkens back to the dissolving clay effect i feel like i remember something like that i can't remember off the top of my head but like there, there's a there's a couple of things where it's like not quite giving up on that first one in a way that's like, like it is definitely i think like 
loving callbacks in ways, but it is really confusing. And the I was trying to track the entire time, and I was far too distracted by this, but the, the Necronomicon stuff, like, they have pages from it. And I think the implication is that it's it's not at the cabin. Like, it doesn't seem like... It seems like those pages are the original pages. And... Well, it's... We didn't burn down... Or it didn't... There's no fire. Like, there's no reference to that being destroyed. Yeah, I think I think that's a retcon in, in this reshot version is yeah. that they, they don't end up throwing the book in the fire at the end. But they do have still have the pages split off that are held separately by the professor's daughter. Yeah. A little odd. A little odd. So it, I thought that <clears throat> was pretty funny. <laughs> I, I like the, I like the, I understand why it didn't work, but it worked for me. I'm, I'm of two minds. Cause I like the, the silly approach to kind of retelling it and yeah. like kind of the meta approach to retelling it. But I think it, I think it, it should end there. <laughs> like we should be caught up at that point to be like, all right, Good to go. Moving along. But there's a lot of stuff that keeps kind of like coming back and forth and be like, well, I did just watch the other one and this is how I feel about it. Like, what's going on? Yeah, I guess part of the problem is just I I didn't find it very funny. Like, I could tell it was going more over the top, but it didn't it, to me, it didn't feel as extreme, like between the first and second films, like maybe a bit more self-aware. But like, I remember the ending with uh Ash's friend grabbing him and, and his girlfriend and his possessed is like hitting him with the cane or whatever as he's trying to burn the book. And like, that seems ridiculous. Um, so it kind of felt like more of that stuff, but just a little bit bigger. I don't so know. Like, when the furniture becomes possessed and starts flipping around, you were like, honk shoe. <laughs> I mean, I mean, kind of. And, really? and maybe, oh, that, I thought that was amazing. That was like maybe I, my I favorite mean, scene in the movie. I think it's partially because this is one of those movies that's just been built up by like film nerdum. Yeah. Just like, no, this is like one of the big ones. And watching it, I was like, yeah, there's some good physical comedy by uh, Bruce Campbell, but it goes on way too long. I feel like every single good bit in this movie goes on way too long. And I feel weird saying that about an 85 minute movie. I, I do think some of the Bruce Campbell stuff goes on too long. I could have watched The Furniture freak out for 84 minutes. <laughs> when when he uh, when he is when he starts because I, I forget exactly how that kicks off but basically like all the furniture starts laughing at him yeah and then oh, he starts and laughing with the furniture his yeah. his laugh is very very it's good so too. great i had <laughs> conflated i had conflated uh, the demon saying dead by dawn with the deer head laughing and, and the deer yeah. head is terrifying to me. that i think is, is scary very good yeah um flopping around and laughing so i thought the deer head said dead by dawn um it doesn't but so it should but it should have yes but like that well, at least like the rainy cut watching <laughs> the lamp like slap around like the, yeah. the lamp doesn't have a face or anything and that was scary to me like i thought that was really really great um did you guys I, even I, like I, groovy like that's like the whole thing he said he mentioned the the ending well i i think to me, I, I feel like Ash didn't get enough cheesy one-liners. So by the time that showed up, I was like, oh, yeah, because Ash says groovy. I know that the pop uh, Leo DiCaprio, like, I get that. I don't know. I, I found some of that kind of annoying. I'm like, this, this, it's not matching up with, with kind of what people have built this up to be, I guess is the problem. I would also rather him have one good one-liner than a bunch of okay ones. I, I like I like what they do with Ash because I think it 
it works really well to have him be like someone who totally loses their mind after going like i like the idea of being like all right this guy just had this big traumatic experience you were the first one yada 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 what does that do to somebody (laughs) now what happens um because he was already a little bit like i don't know what i'm doing here anymore and the end of the first one i like picking up that thread and having it be like he is totally losing his mind um and i i do really like all that early stuff with him where he is um he like is is first cuts off his hand uh and then starts chasing it around and hits the wall and the wall like gushes blood at him because he accidentally like hurts the the house i guess like it's it's that's very good there's a lot of really good stuff in there and i like him losing his mind um i i think it does just kind of get back to the same situation by and they and they do set up like okay now there's a way for us to get rid of the 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 presence so now we have to like kind of continue on with that um but it there there's a yeah there's a bit there where it feels like there's a lot of setup and then we kind of pause in the same general area as the other movie and there's a lot of good stuff in there but I, I, I kept wanting it to be like a little bit farther because I, I mean, I loved the last, like once we kick off at the yeah. end, um, I there's a couple of things that uh, I, I think again, I was kind of like wondering if they were going to go a different way, but like ultimately I really like all of that for that very final, like big finale section. Um, but it is, it does do a lot of the same kind of idea yeah. uh, in the middle of there. <clears throat> and there's me. even if he, okay. Uh, when is it the the uh the redneck he gets pulled down into the cellar and just yes. like blood just shoots out yeah the the witch grabs him that was one of the moments that got me yes i right. was like oh <laughs> okay now i see what people are talking about <laughs> yeah but it didn't for me it didn't do enough kind sure. of surprises like that keep it up <laughs> there's one moment that i think is really interesting um I mentioned the these movies kind of reminded me, or the first movie kind of reminded me of uh, Twin Peaks, David Lynch-esque stuff. And this moment really reminded me because uh, David Lynch loves his uh, <laughs> sort of very bad CGI effects. And he's like, no, <laughs> it's going in the movie. <laughs> like, he just This is it my and, vision. <laughs> and it's supposed to kind of throw you off a little bit. But it was really interesting. There's, there's a part where basically uh, they are visited by the ghost of... Eddie's father, who's being or the the spirit, he's being held in hell, I guess, and uh, does not know how to or does not uh, have a way to get out without them destroying the beast or be have a way to be freed. Um, and the way that starts is really cool because they start hearing like whooshing sounds around the the room, and the camera keeps like flying, and they'll like look around. And they're, it's it's all just just sound effects and camera work and their reactions. And it's really good and really cool and, like, very intimidating. And then they kind of just go into a room and there's, like, a big CGI face <laughs> impressing yeah. into existence. Um, and I feel like there were, there were a few things where there's a lot of really cool effects and ideas that I, I wanted to see them... Yeah. All kind of congeal a little more like the first one did, where the end, I feel like... The end of the first one, I feel like... It sets everything up so well that you get to those claymation monsters getting destroyed. And this is like, this is the culmination of all the weird stuff we've been showing right, you along right. the way. Like, this is continuing to build and build and build. Um, 
And then I think in this one, there's lots of cool individual effects and ideas, but <clears throat> it kind of doesn't really... The I like the there's really cool effects like the big CGI or not CGI the big practical face like you're saying Britain um the like trees that are moving those are really cool like I really like those ideas yeah. like in the way that they're constructed the way they're they're sort of brought to life but I, I it, it's almost too physical at that point like it almost becomes too much like this is a big monster they built and I want it to feel a little more grounded than that. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't, I felt like it kept going back and forth. Cause then like the very end, how they defeat the monster, they all fall into a CGI whirlpool thing. That again, goes kind of back to the, like, here's weird effects. Here's, here's CGI. That is like in your face. It's not going to look right. And we're okay with that. Like we're, we're doing it that way. Um, and I, I, I don't know. It was, it was a little more up and down for me in terms of how the effects actually sure. came across. They make the house look like a face at one point. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That is, I did like that, actually. And the and and it naked says, corpse it, it, gets up out of the ground and starts dancing. <laughs> I forgot about that. Another moment that got me. Um, yeah. Because I was already... Good. I was just very distracted by the fact that it wasn't the actress that played Linda from the first movie. Um, but they did almost sell me on doing that weird tree monster thing that just kind of wears her head and does... Yeah. Just like a bunch of stop motion stuff. That was that was pretty pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> and creepy. <laughs> I agree. But aside from that, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I am I was a little surprised with with uh, Bobby Joe. They sort of harken back to the tree limb stuff yeah the, the tree doesn't attack her in the same way but it does like yeah. ensnare her and drag her around and stuff it ensnares her a lot like it, yeah. it really wraps her up and then like drags her along the ground it gets a twig gets in her mouth at one point yes Ugh. yes which i thought was interesting i mean you know, ultimately i might like it better i re- i think it's really freaky watching her like get, getting pulled along the the forest and like hitting stuff and going through a puddle and like the, the, it's it's a horrifying experience to imagine and then i think she just gets implied to get like consumed by the tree um it's a little odd that we never see her again i feel like mostly everyone else like will die in some way and then show up again i don't know i feel like they i, I was surprised that she didn't like pop up and then finale is like a, a demon or something um but yeah i don't know there's it's interesting how this definitely feels like wanting to tinker with the ideas in the re- the original and like revisit and kind of make them bigger and better. Um, I, I do feel like sometimes it's a it's a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, I may just enjoy this on a very simple level, which is maybe the way you're supposed to engage with the movie is just like it's a big silly bonanza, which is obviously not going to work for everybody. Yeah. But that's and I do like I said, it does feel like it drags in points, which is weird for an eighty four minute goop fest like it should just be effect 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 um and then you know you're yeah. out of there but the fact that i don't remember as much of it is not a great sign but i still i think the thing that upsets me the most is how much i think i sound like one of the guys from clerks so <laughs> <laughs> i think that's the thing that most bothers me about the movie 
Britain, you're not using the F word in every sentence multiple true. times. So true, I think true. you're fine. Yeah. Um, we'll do those movies eventually. Well. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just the groovy really works on look, me. I will. I will humbly recommend the first Clerks movie and if you're curious, Clerks 2. And we'll leave it at that. And <laughs> Moose Jaws. <laughs> now, we'll set it up for the trilogy. You know, um, you know, we're we're gonna end up in a situation where where I get trapped into doing yoga hosers for like yeah. a Thanksgiving <laughs> episode, and it's gonna be a Probably. disaster for ev- It's gonna be a disaster for you pointing at Britain. It's gonna be a disaster for you pointing at Tyler. It's gonna be a disaster at you pointing at the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys. Um, we we're gonna we got to do it. We're just gonna watch Money Plane. <laughs> <laughs> we don't yeah that's that's all there is to it that's the only option um money plane <laughs> yes i really like the the freaky witch lady that turns into a big like alien neck yeah, head that's pretty great uh, i guess i guess that's part of the the finale so we can kind of get into that um because there's a good uh there's a good Seed where where like now we kind of reverse where instead of um, yeah I'm just watching the trailer for Money Plane guys just getting ready oh was that like a, yeah. a commercial for another thing before the trailer for Money Plane uh no this is a trailer for the film Money Plane starring <laughs> Kelsey Grammer as the Rumble it, it's it's all just Money Plane Tyler everything's Money Plane everything all the way and and forever will always be Money Plane. Yeah, it's Money Plane All the Way Down by John Green. <laughs> Named for the color of the money in the movie. I'm, I'm imagining Doesn't this Doesn't he as... have some ridiculous name? Like, he's he's like, my name is Darius M. Grouch the third. That sounds right. Also, the... also known as The Rumble. Yeah, I think so. And we'll find out when it. we watch Money Plane. I'm, like, I'm picturing the cover to Turtles All the Way Down by John Green, which is like this big colorful like yeah. splash and like there's a big spiral on the front. But there's just like a cartoon plane <laughs> Kelsey Grammer's face somewhere. <laughs> Look, like this face in Evil Dead too. I, yes. I've 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 watched too many uh uh too many of the the half of the back uh money plane uh-huh. review. I've, I've watched that too many times. Mm-hmm. The problem because they'll just they'll just you better s- watch it again before we do it for the podcast. Look, they'll the, I swear they insert him just going money plane like. 50 times throughout that whole review. Yes. The problem. Internet. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, I like when Ash goes in, into the cellar again, but again, sure. it's kind of weird because he kind of goes back in there and it's like, you haven't been here before. Um, but, there, there's a good sequence where he's going through. I think he eventually finds, I guess, what's implied to be the. Oh no, he finds the skeleton of Bobby Joe's boyfriend, probably. He I finds guess. a skeleton. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. Know. that's probably what it is. Uh, which is also freaky. <laughs> it's like, ah, he's a skeleton now. Um, but then he does that to get the the pages, and there's like a a good search there, and then the uh, the the witch almost gets him. Um, no, I am jumping around. This is also in the big finale. Okay. Yeah. I, it, it's weird. It, it feels like there's uh, there's there's a while there where it's kind of waiting to get to 
the part that yeah. I wanted it to get to, which is uh, Ash sticking a chainsaw to his head and like setting up something on his. Uh, it's like a hook that he sets yeah. up so that he can pull the the chainsaw without having to do anything with his other hand. Uh, and it's and very good. He saws off a shotgun and says, he saws, off the, he saws off the shotgun and flips it and, and holsters it on his back. And the, the groovy, I think what really works about it is that there's a, the, the, within <laughs> there are multitudes within the moment <laughs> because he's, he says groovy after like waiting a second, you're, you're kind of like, all right, what's the line? And his face is so serious and it sits for yeah. like five seconds <laughs> before it cuts. There's no, he doesn't change it. He's just yeah. stone faced. He does like a slight it, eyebrow move when he says yes. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then it's just gunning right past the camera, giving it a second, and letting you just sort of wrestle with it. It's, <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. I like it. <laughs> Grapple um, with your own mortality a little bit. Yes, yes. Uh, and yeah, then, and then we're kind of off to the races because he, yeah, he he goes down to the cellar, gets the pages, um, gets attacked by the witch. The witch tries to attack Annie. Uh, then he gets out of there and fights the witch some more. And the witch has this giant, horrifying, long neck, and yeah. he like. He does, I forget exactly what the, like, execution of it is, but he, he like, does a couple of different moves. I think he, like, punches it a few times. Uh, it ends in this, like, freaky, evil E.T. head. Yeah. And he punches it a few times, and then he whacks it off. Um, Using and, the chainsaw to sever the neck, he means. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think the, then the body, like, flies away like a balloon if i'm not mistaken or like <laughs> deflates like a balloon at least yeah. makes a makes a weird a weird horrifying sound and it's great um all of that i i, I quite liked i thought that was, that was very good um it, it is interesting to think about like is the movie as crazy as we think and it's very easy for things to to get overhyped for us and it's one of the reasons i haven't watched the godfather yet it's because i'm like at this point it's just not gonna it's just not i can't but um i'm sure i'd like it or not who knows but I think that this one is a movie that probably for a lot of people really did catch them by surprise when they saw it. And they, ha- they hadn't seen a lot of movies. And we were talking about this with Fast 10, how so often people are like, oh, these movies are too crazy. And it never felt like that to us, yeah. or at least to Alex and me. It always felt like, well, they're kind of gesturing towards it, but it's not, it doesn't have the right combination of like extremity and glee that yeah. Fast 10 did um, for me anyway. And then I, like, I, and obviously it's completely subjective. I know somebody who said recently that Leica's the box trolls is quote weirdest movie ever because okay. there's, because there's fourth wall breaking and uh, it's quote existential. And I just don't, I can't wrap my mind around that. I mean, I can, cause I'm like, well, depending on what you've seen, that may be the weirdest movie you've seen, but there's so much there's so much <laughs> out there yeah. that goes beyond that it also depends on what you think is weird and i think what is like on what I is like on i mean i'm really just oh man just usually madness. really good filmmaking but yeah chaos this, but <laughs> this one <laughs> i i feel like 
the the ingenuity that I see in the big in in the the finale in Groovy in with the crazy ET head and the corpse dance like moments like that I I feel like those are these like spikes in the heart rate and then otherwise it is like and maybe it's because I did, we just watched Evil Dead last week but then there's a lot more just demon shenanigans and it's familiar and like you said I love Ash fighting his hand it does go on a little bit long um. And if you would trim some of those things down or just diversify a little bit what some of the demons looked like or if there were other crazy creatures that showed up, if it was like, well, that demon's like the person who's gone demonized, but this is like a spider demon or something. Like Gremlins 2 introduces a bunch of new gremlins and makes it that much wackier for it. You know, that could have helped. I, I, I do think this movie desperately needed some other location. Because same thing, Tyler, I was not expecting the whole thing to take place at the house or the cabin again. Um, and that that kind of bothered me. I was like, it, can we not can we not go anywhere else? I mean, we do have the, the subplot of, of the, the, the daughter and her and her. Uh, is it her boyfriend, I guess, because they yes. run across the, the rednecks and so. pay them to escort them to the cabin. But. I don't know. She doesn't seem super concerned because he just turns into him. He does turn into, that's a really good effect where he turns into a demon that starts like floating in the air and they're like yeah. freaking out and yeah. they're horrifying. That's, that's good stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Like an assistant or cameraman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little strange. Yeah. And I, I guess uh, one positive I'll throw at the movie. I, I feel like the human characters overall felt less alien to me. Sure. Cause that was one thing I, I talked about with the first movie of like, it just seemed like some of the reactions were just strange. And sometimes people just like weren't talking at all. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I like almost like the script just had like very minimal dialogue. I don't know. Um, and then this one, people felt a little more natural, but, but like I said, I was, I was expecting it to go so crazy and over the top. Like, like honestly, when you tell me crazy and over the top, I, I go to like, schumacher batman and robin type stuff i'm like mm-hmm. oh everyone's gonna be saying like a, a goofy pun like every other sure, sentence sure. and that's not what this is yeah. it's a lot more straightforward than i was I, expecting i do wonder how i'm curious if this is a a movie or a franchise where like a lot of fans of this movie have gone back to watch the first one um because I, the, the fact that this was like so clearly staged as we don't think people will know what the first one is when we put yeah. this in theaters, um, that makes me wonder if a lot of like the big praise for this is like this came out and no one had seen anything quite like it before and it blew their minds. Where watching this in short succession with the first one, it's like well, a lot of this stuff was kind of there in the first one too. There's some extra stuff. There's some bigger stuff. There's some crazier stuff. But yeah. like. A lot of it feels the same. I mean, I don't, I don't think any of this really hits the same level as the claymation sure. uh, dissolution, uh, which is is still just like just one of the wilder things I've ever seen put on a screen, uh, and I love it. Um, and I, I, I wonder if that's part of it. I wonder if that's like sure. a lot of people come into it. Maybe they, or maybe it's like this is a first example that comes to mind is like uh, the from software games. Dark Souls. A lot of people... You, you kind of have two iterations of this where, like, people come into 
maybe more multiple. I don't know. A lot of people start with Dark Souls after they had a Demon Souls, which now as a PS5 remake and everybody knows about it. But like a lot of people come into it. And it's like, oh yeah, I love Dark Souls. It's a great, great game, great franchise. And it's like, there is another one that kind of sets a lot of that up. And if you play that one, then maybe you feel differently. And they do the same thing with like Bloodborne and Elden Ring. Like everyone in the Skyrim gets... and Oblivion. Yeah, yeah. Like you get new fans who are like, this thing is great. I never heard of this before. I'm trying this now and I love it. Yeah. And then maybe they go back Super and find Mario Sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, <laughs> it kind of applies to me. Um, and you, uh, you get like fans and waves who come to these things that are new and big and kind of feel like this cool, crazy experience. And then maybe they go back and find the originals. But if you've already found that other one first, you're going to be like, this is, this is like, the thing that started it all. This is the, the the best part. Like this is the really cool thing. And then like you always are gonna have nostalgia and fondness for that. Where if you do go back to the first one, uh or if you did like start with the first one or, or something like that, it might kind of feel like a different story because it's not as novel. It doesn't surprise you as much. Yeah. And you might nitpick about like, well this is different than what I saw in the other one. I like that other one. If I can throw out an example for myself, that is what you're talking about. A Vanilla Sky, my favorite movie, is a, is a remake. And uh-huh. I did go back and watch Aubrey Los Ojos um, years after seeing Vanilla Sky, and I didn't care for it as much. Um, but I think if you ask most people that have seen both films, they'll probably tell you that one's better. But because I've seen Vanilla Sky first, I, I'm sure that plays a huge role in, in, into why I like yeah. that one more. Yeah. I think it happens with, with Broadway all the time. Like, whatever in, whatever mm-hmm. production introduced you to the show, you're like, that's who Tevia is. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think you're right. And I think, too, it's... It was, it was also banned in other countries, so it was still shocking at the time. Yeah. And like I said, just depending on when in your life you have seen it. I think because I saw it when I was in my early 20s, that I was still kind of like, well, what? <laughs> um, and me watching and it, it with a group of people and me watching it here as an 83 year old man. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to hit the same, but it's also interesting. Cause I think it also comes down to what people want from horror movies, which I think is something we're always, that is why so often horror movies are polarizing. Um, like I, I've talked to people who, who, you know, will watch hereditary and go, well, I don't understand. Why was the grandma in a cult? And I'm like, that's not what, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why was bruce willis a cop in die hard like some people are just in the thing because they're in a thing like i don't know how to prove a negative like what do you want yeah. um or or they'll be like well I've just, i'm used to movies with more backstory and i'm like that has all the what <laughs> but again if you went into to hereditary with horror movies being vhs and lights out and stuff like that and jump scares and, and things like hereditary is gonna feel weird and like i knew people who saw the vavitch and we're like, it's too disturbing, it's too uncomfortable. And I was like, well, yeah, that's the point. But then I was like, yeah, but you're used to seeing, and I don't mean this condescendingly, but like the horror movies that they tend to go to are the like bye-bye man kind of stuff where it's like, yeah, it's not really disturbing. It's like people got their eyes scratched out in pictures and folks are dying and it's a more sort of, it, it's that kind of horror. It's not also family trauma <laughs> kind yeah. of stuff. So I, I understand why people can't or have a tougher time embracing that stuff. Um, not even in terms of like, oh, you can't handle it, but you don't want to handle it. That's yeah. not why you're going to the movie. Yeah. 
And so I could see why Evil Dead would be so shocking to people in a good or bad way. Because if they're like, well, horror movies are Halloween and horror movies are sleepaway camp and stuff. And they see this and they're like, this is too much for me or it is too silly for me. Um, and then we come at it with this other weird thing of like, well, we've seen a lot of stuff that like has been inspired by this. We've seen horror comedies and, you yeah. know, campy stuff. But it's it's a di- it, it's interesting to watch actual camp movies that spawned all the like, quote unquote, mainstream things that go for mm-hmm. camp in this Ryan Murphy. Um, it's interesting to go back and watch stuff like this or Rocky Horror and go like, no, that's actually I mean, what camp is. And, and this is like this is clearly the beginning of like your uh what's the uh happy death day is that what i'm thinking of? Yes, yes yes like this is clearly like you can see this domino set up that kind of thing years before of like oh we're playing with we're redoing the original but we're doing a we're doing it in like a very obvious style that's like a homage meta thing and like we're doing stuff that takes you sort of out of the movie on purpose and like it, you know it's all a little bit crazy um you you can you can for sure see that that's like that sensibility is is yeah. going to continue to run and have a long life in, in horror. So like, yeah, I, I agree. It's like we come back to it and we're like, okay, yeah, we're we're on board. What else? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I always feel that the two hardest genres to discuss for films are horror and comedy. Totally. Um, uh-huh. Because ultimately what it boils down to is, did you have the right emotional response? For yeah. horror is, it's were you scared or were you not? Um, you can start to break down why or why not, but ultimately yeah. like it's a very like personal, subjective thing. Um, yeah. Same thing with comedy. I laugh at all sorts of terrible jokes. I won't repeat uh-huh. any of them on the podcast because everyone <laughs> knows. But... There's all sorts of very terrible jokes that I laugh at. Um, I'm the only one that does it because I'm 83 years old. Uh, <laughs> I like your but, Jeff Dunham uh, body pillow back there, by the way. I can't, can't get enough. It's playing on a loop right now in my, in my apartment. <laughs> um, but ultimately, like with comedy, it comes down to did you find it funny? Did you not? And there's not – there can be somewhat a logic to it, but it's a lot harder to break down than, oh, does the continuity make sense? Or does yeah. does the action look good? Is it well choreographed? Like that stuff's easier to break apart than right. Did 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 it did it hit your tickle bone right? <laughs> no, but I think you're absolutely right. And I feel like anytime you get into a conversation about a comedy, you can break it down and get into camera angles and acting choices and plot structure and script specificity and all this business. And then as soon as somebody goes, absolutely, it didn't make me laugh. You're like, all right, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I, I, I have nothing. I can't do anything and because, like you said, there, there is a part of it that is just visceral. Did you, yeah. did you go with it? Did it make you? And there are, I'm sure there are comedies that where I go both ways, where I'm like, oh, well, I think it's really well made, but it didn't make me laugh. Or no, that's not well made, but it's funny. Maybe who cares? Talladega Nights is hilarious. You know, I'm all good. And, right. and I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that that, and that's true to a degree of all art just did did it make you cry did it turn you on did it affect you in whatever the intended way was but it is particularly difficult with this stuff where you get you really get down to you're like i don't know why that scares me i don't know why i think this is funny it just is or does um and so then you make a movie like this that is 
both supposed to be like scary and intense, but also really goofy. It's yep. <laughs> perfect storm. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, I like that the hand comes back. It actually comes back a couple of times, which is nice. There, there's one time where uh, Bobby Joe is uh holding. I think she's holding the lantern when they're like right after they talk to the professor man and then uh she's like honey you're squeezing my hand too hard and then uh-huh he's yeah. like I'm a, bob and joe i'm not holding your hand um i forget that guy's name or like anything else um but he is going to evolve his accent is going to evolve into uh old man mcgucket from gravity falls in my head <laughs> over time um and then the, but then they both like they both look at each other and then um Ash and Annie look at each other and then they both look down like everyone kind of looks down at the hand grabbing her and then she freaks out and the lights go out. Yeah. No one knows what happens. I think that's when Bobby Joe runs out uh, into the woods. Um, And so that's like, and then we don't know. It just like disappears after that. Uh, so it just pops in and pops out. And then uh, it, it just like, it doesn't even, it's, it's not totally clear how this would even work, but it, it in the middle of Annie finishing reading the, uh, incantation to create the portal to suck the now corporeal demon back into time and space. Uh, it stabs her in the back with the the knife that has been kind of a recurring thing throughout uh, both these movies, and uh, and then she is barely able to finish it in sort of a rosebud <laughs> fashion. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, pretty good. Good. I like I like that little setup. Um, I have no idea if the hand comes back. I don't know if it got sucked into the portal, but I would like it if too. I would I would like to know that it did. Um, it turns into uh, Jack the Monkey from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. It's like that running gag where he's just yeah. constantly trying to shoot it. Yeah, be fun. Um, I did not know that Army of Darkness was about a medieval army. Uh, I <laughs> really thought that like that. I think I probably had seen some some of the stuff for like Ash versus Evil Dead. I probably seen like trailers for that and kind of like put you know connected the dots backwards. I mean, like okay, so like this, the, I I think that show has them going to different places and like there's more to it. Like there, it's not it's not just in a cabin. Like I think there's more to it. Um, and so I think I'd kind of like extrapolated They're like okay so like probably the trajectory of this is that the series is going to get bigger and bigger and like there's going to be more incidents happening and like he's going to get more involved in bigger and bigger things um this the the movie even like hints at this and i did not pick up on this that there's like a prophecy of a uh i forget what they call him but the the man who will save us um and there's a picture where it's like oh that's clearly ash he's got the, it this is before he puts he puts the chainsaw on his hand yeah but you can tell he has the chainsaw on his hand in the like sort of uh medieval drawing of him in this book uh and then he's like oh well i guess that guy didn't do very do a very good job of defeating the evil it's still here um i uh when when he when he lands uh out of the portal and the car lands and sort of realizes that he is in some medieval countries like near a castle and a, an army of soldiers on horseback mark, like runs up uh i was very happy <laughs> i was <laughs> like yes okay yeah i'm maybe I'm my favorite 
cliffhanger I've ever seen. <laughs> and he shoots a demon in the head. It's great. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it because I've not seen a second of Army of Darkness. I'm 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 excited to see what what we got, and then it'll be a very different type of movie with the Fede Alvarez one, but cross uh-huh. that bridge. Do you want to go ahead and grade it? Are we doing this? B. B plus. D plus. Nope. Can you give me all scores again? Tyler, you are B. Britain, you are B plus. Yeah. Well, did I say list? tickle bone? You did. <laughs> tickle your funny bone is the phrase. <laughs> Not hit your tickle bone? <laughs> Not hit your tickle bone. <laughs> Audience, I just want you to know your podcasters aren't mad at you. They're just disagreeing. Look, apparently I still <laughs> haven't gotten well, enough sleep because I'm just wording wrong. <laughs> I was gonna say we've we've both uh, definitively proven Alex wrong by him being the only one who didn't give it a B. A, a That's true. B range, That's so. true. Look, um, I, I you know so, sometimes sometimes these things happen. You know, so, sometimes sometimes you you look at yourself and say, "Yep, I'm giving Evil Dead Two the same grade as Dark Phoenix, and I don't care." Okay, but that also suggests different feelings about Evil Dead Two than you have. How many? Sam Raimi movies can we do this with? Because you also Dark Man, Dark Man. You also gave Spider Man Two like a like a B minus, B minus. Yeah, but you gave like we we've had the whole discussion where you gave Amazing Spider Man like a B plus or something. Changed it to a B. Still, (laughs) (laughs) what did you give Christmas with the uh, cranks? Yeah, A plus. No, but actually, yeah. what did you give Christmas with the Cranks? That's a good question. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember if I actually wrote that one down. <laughs> you just felt it. Uh, you know. Too much it was like It was like uh, Cheryl in the first one. You just sort of, the Christmas with the Cranks took over your hand. And you Look, all, all I know is, uh, Britton, you work at the library. The library had, had a book slash movie sale. And of course, I had to go to it to see what they had. And of course, they had Christmas with the Cranks for 50 cents. You better believe Alex is picking up a copy of Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> I'm not joking, by the way. I now have that in my no, collection. No, I saw it. <laughs> and I even heard the uh, the cashier, that cashier, but the person taking the money go, are you sure? <laughs> Did you know this oh, movie's bad? We y'all, are gonna, movies. y'all are going to hate me so much. Dude, I wait. gave Christmas with the Cranks a D+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it's great. <laughs> there, see, but here's the thing that see, this is why grades mean nothing. You have completely different feelings about Christmas the Cranks, Dark Phoenix, and Evil Dead Two. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't Maybe know. I think this Cranks all kind and of Phoenix might be along the same line. Dark Cranks, Christmas with the Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. If you if you if you could if you gave me like an extra half hour to really to really noodle it, I could I could probably make that make sense. Yeah. That's not true. I could never make that make sense. I think in, in some ways, like we've talked before, I think about like the grades that uh, we have given to, you know, the, our top movies we, yeah, that we can yeah. kind of say, these are the movies that really define us. I think in some ways saying that Alex has given those three movies a D plus really kind of defines him. I think, sure. that, I think yeah. that is a, that is its own <laughs> sort of gestalt uh, that 
reveals the the man. Well, let's see. I'm I'm, I'm just looking at our our most recent page of the score sheet, and and if it if it helps anyone else out for a frame of reference, I have also given a D plus to recently, uh, uh, the Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, the Scorpion King, <laughs> and Jason Bourne. <laughs> no, there's there's a sextet right there. Tyler, if I can, if I can pull in our our old closing uh, uh, quote that we used to do when we first started the podcast: "Art is subjective, and nothing is real." That's accurate. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I will say, I, I um, I do appreciate that Sam Raimi just like continues to be zany and just kind of yeah. does whatever he wants. And I feel like even if I I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of a lot of his work. Um, I like that he's been able to continue kind of uh, inserting his style and his flourishes into basically all of his movies. So what you're saying is uh, you only like Sam Raimi when he's part of the MCU. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange he, he is my to... favorite movie of his. Be- before that. Even more than the spider Man. Then uh, what? Than the Spider-Mans? Yeah. The highest grade I gave was a B minus for Spider-Man 2. I have many problems with those movies. Interesting. You talk about them so much, I thought you liked them more. <laughs> I mean, Tyler hates Spider-Man 3, He, but he can't help but bring it up at any That's given you know, Interesting. time. Interesting. Huh. Well, gotta watch Darkman and The Quick and the Dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, recommendations is now, what does one have? <laughs> Guys, I, when I, I think you just made s- Alex laugh more than audience. When I screw up a sentence, whenever I screw up a sentence, I do a face that's like, "All right, now you talk," and <laughs> I'm always proud of it. I have no recommendation. I think right now. Okay. Sort of. Just just drifting through the out. haze. Yeah, working on stuff. Uh, you know. I I've got a couple of recommendations. Uh, went to the theater again. As I talked about a couple of weeks ago, they're they're playing the extended editions of all the Lord of the Rings films at our local theater, and I went to the Two Towers. It's like four hours long, but it was great. How did uh, How did your fantasy league do? Yeah, I did win this week. There were less. There were less people in the theater. Okay. I don't think he was there. I don't think this 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 joker. I don't think he was there. I. Yeah, I, I don't know if people just got intimidated by the runtime, or or what, but or yeah. the or the vice principal sitting behind them in the last movie. <laughs> it's the youngest the right look, thing. It's the youngest looking vice principal I've ever seen, and he's eighty three years old. <laughs> um, my full on recommendation. Yeah, I can say full on recommendation. Uh, yeah, made in Manhattan. Uh, I watched Sex Education season four in like a oh, day and a half. Gotta get there. You go. Um, I really liked it. I know it's getting kind of a mixed reception, at least on the audience side of things. It's an extremely bittersweet ending, and I still don't quite know where I land on it. Um, I kind of jump back and forth between thinking, "Oh, that was a little harsh," and "Oh." this show's like trying to be mature and you know trying to insert a little realism okay i i i i I gotcha um 
it's still a lot of fun. It's still enjoyable. And I, I, that show just really does a great job of making very endearing char- characters and making me care about basically yeah. all of them. Uh-huh. Um, it makes some choices. I'll say that. Um, and it keeps things interesting. I, I would say it's a little... It's closer to season three than it is seasons one and two in terms of being a little bit messy and having some tonal issues. Um, but I still think it's high quality TV and the acting's all, you know, top notch. And I had I had a really good time. And like I said, I watched it in like a day and a half. So, yeah, I I haven't bitten that bullet yet because I want to be in the right headspace. But I love that show so much. So I am yeah. I'm definitely excited to get back to it. Uh, Talk about something watched... that made me laugh. I was gonna say my wife watched all of it, I believe, while I was like o- preoccupied, but like occasionally wandering through the room. Uh, and at some just, point, I probably need to like just the nasty man stumping behind yes. her, like I need more leave. Look away. <laughs> Correct. Turn the child. Uh. I, I do genuinely want y'all to watch it because I need to know y'all's thoughts on the ending because it is. Okay. You've all, I feel like I caught like enough bits and pieces that I'm just like, now I just want to like watch. When Amy becomes a cyborg, that's going <laughs> to be a little weird. See what but... It is. but literally, you'll, you'll get to the final scene and you'll be like, wait, is this it? Is that? Oh, and then yeah. it kind of cuts to credits and you're like. I have many emotions about this. <laughs> And the alien just killed them. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I I don't know if COVID affected it at all, um, but some of the cast members are are not present. And I can't quite remember if any of them like specifically leave the show at the end of season three or or, basically most of the kids go to college um, in this one. So that's why kind of they have like a rotating cast. But yeah, I I feel like like because the. did the third one come out before COVID? Maybe a mid. Has it been that long? I I I can't remember. I I think I binged all three of them together, so I don't know when they came out. Three was maybe two years ago. Yeah, that definitely feels like one of those things where maybe like they had already pretty much wrapped up pre-COVID and were able to finish up, but then like everything changed kind of in between the third and the fourth one, or or something like at least production wise. I don't know. It's interesting. I did well, realize that I, I have my core four. Uh, I'm sure I'll be okay. Yes. Core five. Uh, I think I'll be okay. I, 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 I'm very excited. It's a great, great, great. I show. did realize I do have a recommendation. Um, there is. I, I watched a uh, movie, the feature length, but well, well into feature length movie, uh, YouTube video, uh, sort of a documentary kind of thing uh, by Folding Ideas, Dan Olson, a guy I've recommended some of his other long videos before he made a video called uh this is financial advice uh and it is all about the gamestop um fiasco and kind of like this sort of internet cult that spiraled out of that um and where that went from there it's like two and a half hours like it is is a good a good chunk i think um and uh it is very good it is like a good explainer uh, of something that like I was kind of aware of at the time and looked into because I was like, what is happening here? Um, and it, like also gets into like what happened after that initial craziness. This is the, it's the same story that Dumb Money, the uh, the Paul Dano movie that just recently came out, which I'm kind of curious to watch. 
that he makes kind of a there there's a, a segment about that guy but it's not it's not like the it's, it's maybe like 15 minutes 10 minutes something like that like there's there's a lot more to it that he really gets into um and it is a wild story that kind of just gets into this whole crazy thing that happened and like how people on the internet can get into just like very very uh un unfortunate un unsmart <laughs> um, approaches to th- their finances and like kind of getting caught up by these like not even cults of personality but like the this idea that like they could you know really make like uh, a total uh financial overhaul to their life through getting into this and uh sort of uh, expecting a uh financial apocalypse to happen any day now to give them lots of money <laughs> i mean that's um, what we're doing right now correct we're just waiting for the podcast to take off so we can make millions of dollars and, no uh, we're we're shorting uh the stock of stamps.com that too that too <laughs> stamps.com and you didn't hear that you uh, we we love you as our sponsor uh, long time sponsor <laughs> also be our sponsor <laughs> <laughs> I've I've got a I've got a nice a nice tiny little piggy bank that's being used to short <laughs> your stock. It's shaped like Val Kilmer. <laughs> I, uh, Let's go look that up. This is financial advice. <laughs> cool is what the name of the video is. Not short shorting stamps.com is not financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> I um I have a movie I'm very enthusiastic about recommending, but I haven't actually finished it yet, so that'll be next week. Uh, this week, I'm going to go back to my core competency. I'm going to recommend an older movie, uh, but this one is also sort of a twisted journey, a descent into something that one could describe as madness, um, uh, about a, a sort of gentle-hearted hero thrust into unknowable circumstances who must use only their wits and allies, foes, to navigate. Uh, I watched uh, the Walt Disney Alice in Wonderland from 1951. Um, it's delightful. It is, it's like 84 minutes. Um, IMDb says 75. It's lying. Um, uh, so, so just shy of being as long as Evil Dead 2, which means about Evil Dead 2 length. Yeah. Which means I'll probably give it what, like a B. I mean, I think, I think it's quite charming. It doesn't, I think the songs are fine. Some of the songs are great, like Walrus and Carpenter and, um, uh, very Marianne birthday. But the thing that I really hit hit me is, is it just looks really, really good. Um, the restoration on Disney Plus is really good. It's animated really beautifully. It's And it's just nice to see hand-drawn animation where they just get really creative with it. And like, okay, it's getting more tense. The backgrounds are red now. We're not really worrying about, is it like grounded or realistic? Because it's a cartoon. Like, And also yeah. it's in Wonderland, but like it's yeah. a cartoon. Be a cartoon. Um, the character designs are really, really good. They're both they're very simple but they're very creative like all the flowers that she finds and these like weird birds and just the denizens of wonderland look really good i love the way the card soldiers like fold together and split like a card deck being shuffled and everything that looks terrific just all the character designs look really really good and hold up really beautifully um there are some some very funny like quick jokes like oh there goes bill (laughs) or uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, Jack! <laughs> like, there's just, there's just little bits in there that I that did make me laugh. Um, I also did not realize that um, Catherine Beaumont, who voices Alice, uh, would go on to voice Wendy in Peter Pan. Um, hmm. 
and both of those characters in Kingdom Hearts. It's a reuse of the vocal. I doubt she <laughs> came back. Um, but uh, Wonderland also a fun level in Kingdom Hearts. But it's a it was a it was a it was a really nice thing to go back and and see that movie and see what animation can be and can still be. And it's nice that we're getting more innovative in, in animation with the Spider Verse movies and with uh, the Tom Moore and doing Wolf Walkers and Song of the Sea and stuff like that. So. We, it is still out there. I just want it to be a little more ubiquitous. Uh, Pixar is extraordinary, but people trying to copy the Pixar and DreamWorks thing is just making everything feel a lot heavier and uh, a little more restrained than I think it could be, even if it's very pretty. Um, so yeah, I quite liked it. But if if you are like me and after watching Evil Dead 2 and finishing season one of The Leftovers, which is a very good TV show... Um, and you're like, man, I need something to make me feel better. <laughs> I need like a nice thing. Alice in Wonderland is great. You can also go onto YouTube and watch, because uh, it's not on Disney Plus for some reason, and watch the Muppet Show episode with Brooke Shields where they do Alice in Wonderland. And it's delightful. Uh, Brooke Shields was 15. She was the youngest Muppet Show guest. Um, and it's funny. And they do fun songs. And it's a good episode of The Muppet Show. It is in like 12 minute or minute and a half chunks. Because again, that's the way that content is now. Or yeah. shows are. Uh, but it's worth it. It was funny and fun. And I love The Muppets. And uh, yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Good stuff. I am re-entering the meme vault. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Tyler, hang on. I'll I'll turn my key at the same time you turn yours. It's an old. It's a Extending this bit is always a wonderful <laughs> idea. <laughs> um. Wait, it's stuck. Wait, it's stuck at the oil can. <laughs> oh, oh to cl- close it again. <laughs> uh, this is this is another meme from friend Joseph. Uh, Again, if you would like to have your meme described on the podcast, email us at here come the sequels at gmail.com. Um, I was thinking about if we want to do like a, I, I feel like at some point we should put up an audience poll uh, for for a franchise. Okay. Through, through, but you have to email us and you have to include a meme. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think uh, I, I want people to use the come come. No one even yells at our opinions aside from Joseph. Yeah. And I'm like, that's interesting. I want he... I want some I want some people just like coming in and being like I want to get unhinged emails. That's okay. See, this and we is do my actual... and also emails about unhinged. And I want to get unhinged emails about unhinged. This is my long con. This is why I actually gave Evil Dead Two a D plus because yeah. I'm trying to agitate people. We we will to... yeah get farther into we we will do uh, rage bait sort of like uh, content engagement like yeah. Oh, so, you know we we think. Uh, I don't know, Star like, Wars is good or bad, whichever will yeah, make people angrier. Yeah, we'll just kind of upload two episodes and hope nobody notices, and whichever one people don't like. I'll quote-unquote watch Book of Boba Fett and only talk about Sophie Thatcher. <laughs> yeah. Britain, something tells me that going straight down the middle for Star Wars is the best way to, to get go about oh, this. Oh, I can do you, that. Because you upset literally, yeah, literally yeah, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I think like I think our, we should work on our Star Wars is mid- take i think that's the, i've been saying part. that for years i mean i also kind of have but i think i think that's <laughs> I uh, like anyway what am i saying they're all bad except for andor tyler continue correct this uh, meme this, uh, this meme is quite like you a, we, we got a we got a simple win today i'll get you in i'll get you out 
is a, <laughs> it is a uh, there, there's a photo kind of on a white background. There's some text above, and I'll, I'll start with a photo. Uh, this is, uh, it's a photo. There's, there's four women, young girls. It's hard to say. They're all, they're all kind of doing like a screaming expression. They're all kind of terrified of something. Um, and it's hard to say how old they are. They might could be teenagers, could be, could be older. Um, they, the, I was trying to, I was looking at this, and I can't quite figure out what the like. Uh, era we're working with here is because they're in kind of like i don't know gra- graphic tee tank top kind of things and then like jean shorts and like one of them has a big brown like leathery purse that's kind of like oversized uh and they're in front of like a, a wallpaper that i'm it looks like it would be like a haunted mansion wall it looks like a uh a fake old wallpaper is how i would describe it like it is in an old place sure. so it looks like it's on some sort of theme park ride if this is uh, ermagerd gersperms I'm and, gonna shut off my sky. No, no, that's, uh, that's next week's <laughs> but, but uh yeah, they're all they're all looking looking pretty freaked out. Uh, two of them are kind of like clinging on each other, like oh my gosh. Uh, so one of them's got their their kind of hands up in the air, ones in the back, kind of like shying away. So like clearly concerned about something. Uh, and the caption is me kills a huge mouse with a baseball bat, and then the the caption for the photo is. Everyone else at Disneyland. It's the, it's the girl screaming. The implication Good. there being that you have yeah. murdered Mickey Mouse, who is actually just a performer. Uh, so it would be it would be uh, frightening to see both, you know, sort of traumatic to your uh, psychological, uh, emotional reaction to seeing a character that you know you presumably love since a young age uh, murdered, but also knowing that that is a that is a human that you've watched and and likely you know you most people I think have not watched someone. Uh, die before the very eyes so lots of reasons to you know kind of be horrified they're just like uh, evil dead too it's sort of a tie-in it's sort of a tie-in it's a good it's a good uh halloween meme good opener for the season yeah reason for the season and all uh if you want to send us a meme i will describe it send it to us at here come the sequels at gmail.com uh you can you can tweet it at us on the the website formerly known at Twitter, uh, at HCT Sequels, uh, you can email us at Here Come the Sequels. I already said that. You can uh, find us online. Yeah. Uh, at Here Come the com. We're on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, all all your good stuff. Uh, Twitter is Twitter is slowly. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but I, I know I've I, I think I mentioned it at some point while we were all hanging out that like. The 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 X thing, like some websites respect it and some don't. Like where you ha- like, I think Spotify's site is still like, hey, here's the Twitter icon. You click it, and it's like post to Twitter when you're when I'm posting through the the podcast or whatever. Like mm-hmm. ha- half the other websites have been like, yeah, we'll call it X, and half of them have been like, no, we're not updating anything. <laughs> go 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 live with that. <laughs> That's what it is. Still, go on. <laughs> yes. So it's very confusing, and I'll continue to try to figure out what I should call it. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I'll be interested to see how we all react to Army of Darkness, because I could see it being too much. I could also see it being what y'all wanted Evil Dead 2 to be, or what sure. Alex wanted Evil Dead 2 to be. I, I'm worried now, boys. It's, it's definitely have, a different location. I, I, I don't care. I'm worried now. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what we're in for. I will say, I think something that's nice about this is that 
unlike say a uh, Halloween where even if we, you know, we're still finding things to like maybe through the first four or so, uh, and we're starting to get like, all right, yeah, let's kind of wrap this up. And we had like four more in that original run, uh, maybe three. I guess the original run ended with six, but then you, you get into like H two O, you get Halloween Resurrection. Like it, it, there was kind of a never ending chain of this, where this is like, if we hit Army of Darkness, and it's like, ah, eh, diminishing returns. Then we jump to something totally different for the next one. It kind of could refresh. So. Yeah, I, and I think. I, I yeah, I, I also say I know at least one other actor in that movie, so okay. that'll be fun for me. <laughs> Tell somebody I recognize. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep, she <laughs> plays one of the demons. All right. I also Alex. gave D pluses to Halloween Five: The Revenge of Michael Myers, Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers, and Halloween Kills. They're all just as good as Evil Dead Two. I've been Alex. And Christmas with the Cranks, I've been Britain. Uh, I really like that, you know, you could you could say you've done the research if someone's like, how could you give Evil Dead? You're not a, a horror fan. It's like, oh no, <laughs> I'm too much of a horror fan. I've Halloween gone too sex. deep. I've, I've gone <laughs> Producer's uh, card. <laughs> I've been Tyler. You are having a good and spooky night. And uh, groovy. Funny bone? <laughs>